0: This is Trevor Bragdon with Commonwealth Partners, The Winning Edge, tips to help conservatives persuade and win. When I was in high school, a roofer offered me a job. The work was simple enough, lug shingles up to a roof. There was just one problem. I wasn't a fan of heights, but I was a fan of making money. So I said, sure, why not? And I got to work. I threw a bundle over my shoulder and I stared up this ladder like I was at the base camp of Mount Everest. So I took a deep breath and eased into it, climbing a few rungs. Then I waited a few seconds. I started to climb again, just until the fear kicked in and then I stopped. Then I pushed a bit further, up a few more rungs, repeating this process. And it probably took about five minutes but I got to the top. Now, my heart was racing, but the shingles were delivered and I was on to the next bundle. The second time up the ladder was a little shorter and I got a little faster because my brain realized I wasn't going to die. By lunchtime, I was cruising up and down the ladder like it was nothing. Years later, I realized this was my first encounter with the power of incremental exposure to overcome fears from phobias, or even fears of fundraising. Psychologists call this exposure-based therapy, and it works on the concept that repeated, controlled exposures to a fear can diminish its impact. This approach relies on updating our predictions about the feared outcome with the reality we experience. For instance, someone with a deep fear of snakes might expect disaster just by being close to one. Yet, with steady exposure and seeing their fear not come to life, their expectations and reactions change, reducing the fear. There's this striking video on YouTube of this woman who's initially paralyzed by her fear of snakes, but then just three hours later is comfortable holding a snake and even draping it around her neck through this exposure-based therapy. Now, fundraising might not scare people the same way snakes or heights do but it still can be intimidating and it makes us uncomfortable. And it's this initial apprehension that often stalls us. However, there's a great technique called the ladder technique you can use to overcome your fears and raise the money you need to win. First thing to do with the fundraising ladder technique is to set a consistent time dedicated to fundraising activities. The scheduled time creates a routine to focus on fundraising. For example, you put a reoccurring meeting on your calendar for each day for 20 minutes as you get started. You block off, say, 6 to 6.20 p.m. each night to fundraise. Second, set a fundraising goal for this time. Don't just set any goal, but a process-based goal that's so small you can easily attain it. A process-based goal is a goal that relies on your effort rather than an outcome like counting the number of phone calls, but not how much money you raise. You can always make a certain number of phone calls, but your total that you fundraise will vary based on a whole bunch of factors. So for example, your goal could be as simple as make one donor phone call. So now you've blocked off time and you have a goal, it's time to approach that fundraising ladder. For this step, I want you to imagine a ladder placed against a wall with a task written on each rung. As you complete each task, you move up the ladder and the tasks get a little harder. For example, the first rung might be something as simple as read your fundraising script out loud once, or print off your call sheets, or open the Excel document with a list of people to call. These small steps represent that first rung on your metaphorical ladder. The key is to begin with modest, easily attainable objectives. On the next rung, write three bullet points on what you'll say in a voicemail if you don't reach the donor. Then decide the next rung. It could be typing the donor's number into your cell phone or finding them in your contacts. Now the next rung might be difficult. Make that first call. Here you may find you need to pause for a minute. Remind yourself that you're not Oliver Twist begging for a donation. You are partnering with these donors to change your state. So take a deep breath and hit call on your phone. Now, you'll likely go to voicemail on this first call, but if you reach that donor and they answer, you have that script right in front of you and you can talk and ask them for money. After taking these initial steps and finding it more manageable than anticipated, increase your goal slightly. If one call was doable, aim for two or more. With each successive step, the task becomes less daunting as you adjust your perception on the difficulty of fundraising. If you reach a point where it seems overwhelming, it's okay to pause. And if it still seems overwhelming after a short break, it's okay to leave it for the next session. This approach ensures you're pushing yourself with a gradual, comfortable progress. By treating fundraising like climbing a ladder, starting with the lowest, most comfortable rung and gradually ascending, you can transform what seems daunting into doable and even routine. This step-by-step method helps overcome that initial resistance and rewires your brain's perception of the difficulty of fundraising you'll be amazed at how much more comfortable you'll be at fundraising in just a week or two of using this strategy. So good luck. Use this fundraising strategy as you raise the money you need to win.